I sit down with Jennifer Darling, who's going to share her three proven strategies to increasing your leads using LinkedIn. Welcome to the Three Word Podcast with author, speaker, and life coach, Lisa Thal. Well, welcome Three Word Podcasters, and are you in for the best podcast I think I've put together to date? This podcast, as I shared earlier, is going to be three strategies and many more on how you're going to increase your leads using LinkedIn. A little bit about my guest is Jennifer Darling, who I freaking love. I love her energy, and you're going to love what she has to share as well. But she is a revenue-generating machine. She brings over 25 years of experience in advertising sales and sales management, and she's running her own business, proving, not only showing, but proving to salespeople how to market themselves to get more sales. Just a little background on Jennifer. She was a corporate sales manager for media giants like Comcast, NBC, Fox, and she built her own successful business as a professional speaker, a trainer, a consultant, and a coach. One big thing I was really impressed with that she did through LinkedIn is through her success, she generated over 10,000 views on her LinkedIn articles, including one article that generated over 6,000 views worldwide. And how many of us wouldn't like that kind of traction, right? She also generated over 10,000 views of shared updates with all powerful free versions of LinkedIn. But I think the biggest takeaway is she generated leads that resulted in money. $10,000 sales, $100,000 sales, and even a $1 million proposal for herself and her clients. She's a top speaker. She's a consultant. I can't say enough about you, Jennifer. Welcome to the Three Word Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here to share LinkedIn secrets and strategies today. I love it. And how I became aware of you, Jennifer, is I was listening to a podcast. Uh, Michael Davis, who I'm connected to, he's got a company mm -hmm. called Speaking CPR Now. And there was a link that said, learn your, uh, learn how to be a rock star mm -hmm. profile with LinkedIn. I was like, I got to listen to this. And I got to tell you, <laughs> I listened to it twice because there was so much information that I learned from it. So that's so awesome. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was great. And I was like, oh, I got to get, I got to get Jennifer on the three word podcaster because I know you listening, your LinkedIn users, you want to find better ways to generate sales. So we know Jennifer that LinkedIn it's exploding. I mean, there's so many opportunities for us to build major influence, and it leads with getting leads. So let me ask you a question. What is the first thing somebody should do with their LinkedIn profile? I know we're going to cover these three strategies, but what is mm -hmm. the number one thing somebody should do with their LinkedIn profile? Yes. So that's such a great question because this is a big blind spot that many people have. They think that LinkedIn is a job seeker tool and it is. It's one of the best job seeker tools there is, but it's also so much more than that for salespeople. It is a marketing machine for them. So one of the very first things people need to do is they need to go create a, a profile that markets them, not one that looks like a resume but one that has marketing information, marketing materials, marketing language that's customer focused, because what we don't wanna do is grow our network and then have them come over to our profile and not see the meat and potatoes, that not see that you're legit, see that it looks like you're looking for a job and nobody wants to work with somebody long-term 
if they're on their way out the door. So one of the things we take a look at is what are the major pieces that you need to um, do on your LinkedIn profile to make it more of a marketing profile and less of a job seeker profile. And it does, I know in the podcast I listened to, it does start with the picture. And I'm amazed today, Jennifer, how many people use pictures that they might use on Facebook. And we know Facebook is more of a social network, but LinkedIn is your business. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, I think you even recommended having a white background and just a professional headshot because sometimes these contacts look on their phone. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. So what's amazing is every single real estate agent in the entire world has their picture on their business card, but most people don't know why. The reason for that is because you're going to make the single largest purchase you've ever made in your life through a realtor. And your face is is the first point of starting to build trust with somebody. So use the realtor strategy of having their face on their business card to have your face and a really professional looking headshot picture of your face on your LinkedIn profile because it's there you may have a lot of new leads coming to check you out and you want to start right away establishing trust in any way that you can so that professional headshot is the very first way and if you want to get high paying leads you want to have a high caliber LinkedIn profile yeah yeah that makes sense and I know many of us listening take the time, step one, get the profile. And this is just basic stuff that I know we're covering. But there was something else I learned. Now, I've been using LinkedIn as long, uh, 30 plus years. Well, maybe it's 20 years. I'm trying to think how long LinkedIn's been around. (laughs) But what I learned, or I didn't know that I learned from you, was there's this tool, this index called Social Selling Index. Mm -hmm. Well, I had no freaking idea what's a Social Selling Index. (laughs) So can you explain to the Three Word Podcasters what it is and why it's important. Yes, so first off, if you can look your social selling index up by going to this special link. It's linkedin.com slash sales slash SSI, which stands for social selling index. linkedin.com slash sales slash SSI. You can't get there from your LinkedIn profile. You need to go to Google Chrome and put that in. It's all lowercase or you won't get it. So here's the thing is this is totally a free tool and it's basically, it's a measurement. It's a technical measurement for how you are doing on LinkedIn. Remember the old clout scores? Oh yeah. It's kind of like that, right? Only it's for LinkedIn. That's awesome. And so it really, it measures how searchable your LinkedIn profile is both within LinkedIn and in Google, Yahoo and Bing. So if you have a powerful LinkedIn profile and you're doing all the things LinkedIn recommends you do, then your profile is more searchable on Google, Yahoo and Bing. So for example, somebody typed in sales trainer Sacramento into Google. They were looking for somebody to come in for their annual sales meeting. This was one of the biggest printer companies in the United States. And when they typed that in, because my LinkedIn profile is so strong, I was the first thing that came up in Google. And they called me and they hired me to come in and speak to their sales team. Wow, that's awesome. And that's how you use the power of LinkedIn. That's awesome. Yep, exactly. Well, I, I wasn't aware of it. I quickly tried to assess what was my score and the four different buckets and where I mm-hmm. could improve. And we actually shared it in one of our sales meetings with my team 
to see what their social selling scores were and indexes. So it was extremely powerful, something I didn't know. Um, <laughs> so as you know, we get into LinkedIn discussions, how, I'm just trying to think the best way to share the information because you have so many tips and we could go on and on about this. Mm -hmm. But if I had to ask you, what do you think are the three most important things our listeners can do to generate leads through LinkedIn? Yeah, so we touched on one, which was building a customer focused LinkedIn profile. And that takes a little bit of work and some strategy. And you also want to consider what are the right keywords and what are the right marketing words to go into your profile, because you want to be searchable so you can get inbound leads, right? I mean, if we could all get leads calling us, we would much rather do that than having to go out and cold call all the time. Yeah, that's for so sure. So that's the first, right? Yeah, oh, <laughs> so yeah. That's everybody the, listening wants those kind yeah. of calls. And one of the special things you can do in LinkedIn is they have this really cool featured section and you can literally create a video welcoming to your LinkedIn profile and how you serve your customers and even have video testimonials there because that'll provide social proof. So that's one thing that you really want to do is get that profile to be a great marketing profile for your business. The second thing is you want to grow your network wide and deep. So a lot of people say to me, should I accept everybody that can wants to connect with me on LinkedIn? I say you should accept most people who want to connect with you on LinkedIn. I check everybody out who sends me a connection request. And I accept most people because you never know where your next lead is going to come from. And just like advertising sales is we want to get our word out to as many people as possible, even those that don't know us because we want them to know us and get to know us and get to trust us and to refer us. I have received so many referrals in my inbox that were legit, that were businesses that I closed and they have come from people I don't even know, wow. but they know me. That's awesome. That's awesome. So the more you grow your network, the more opportunities you have. If you only have 200 people in your network and you have 20,000 people in your network, the person with 20,000 people has more opportunities. Yeah. Well, that, that definitely makes sense. So let me ask you this. Is, is there a better strategy? You know, everybody's looking for better prospects and finding better prospects. So you get your profile set up, you go to the featured section, you do a welcome video, you get all those keywords in your description, if you will, you take care of all those little things and then it's time to go find more prospects. Yep. So how yep. do you, how do you best recommend that for everybody listening? Yep. So the third piece, the third strategy here is to build top of mind awareness with your prospects and your referral partners. So what I recommend is that you can, with the free LinkedIn, you can go search for prospects. For example, we were looking for somebody who was a marketing manager at a, a large dental conglomerate. So they had multiple dental offices. And what we did was we went into LinkedIn with the free search filter and we searched for the by the company name and we searched for vice president of marketing. And we also searched by geography because we were particularly at this, this point in time, we were looking somebody in our local geography. And so we found that person and we reached out to that person and connected with her and we were able to um, schedule a meeting with her and ended up closing a forty thousand um, dollar one month deal with her and then that led to opening the door for a longer term relationship so you can 
easily go and search for people using the free LinkedIn um, filters. And then you want to also be careful about how you then connect with them because you don't, people don't want to, you to start pitching them right away because that feels really awkward and weird. We call that pitch slapping oh, yes, that <laughs> in my I, world. I know, I remember that in the podcast. Yeah. I actually started chuckling about the, pit, <laughs> the pitch slap because I see that, you know, being a manager, I get all these requests about outside of just connecting and having that thoughtful introduction, they're already pitching me on their product and they've built no rapport, no relationship. Yet they're yes. pitching me. I'm getting pitch slapped left and right. And I'm thinking, why would I ever accept you? <laughs> I mean, I'm bruised from getting pitched. I'm pitch slapped right, left and right. right. That's right. So there's a better way to do that. And the better way to do that is identify who your prospects are and then engage with them on their profiles, on their news feeds. Um, you know, I gave the example of finding somebody. Well, that was a really specific example. And there was something we already knew that they were interested in. But the reality is less than 1% of your cold leads are in the market to buy your product or service today. Yeah. And that's why it feels so gross yeah. to be pitch slapped yeah. because they're not ready. But if they were ready, like if they're sitting at their computer saying, oh, I really want to buy this today and you send them a message, it's going to be like, whoa, <laughs> this is a <laughs> message from above. But that's not reality. Like we would all love that. So instead, what you do is identify your best prospects. And this may happen even before you connect with them. You may not have a really great reason to connect with them yet. So you can follow them and then get their stuff in your news feed and then start to engage by reading what it is they talk about, reading what it is that's important to them, and then making really relevant comments, not just great idea, great post, thank you, but making a really relevant comment to whatever it is they post. And then when you do that, they're likely to reply back. I have one client who secured a $10,000 deal doing this. He had a, a hotel was his target and he saw them writing about customer service. And so he started to just engage in the conversation, not try to pitch them anything, but engage. And within only a couple of exchanges, the prospect called my client and, or actually messaged him and said, are you available for conversation right now? Wow. And he said, yeah, of course I am. So they got on the phone and within one phone call, he had a $10,000 new business deal that now has lasted into a three-year contract with the wow. same hotel prospect. So by engaging with people, not just through like messaging them your sales pitch, that's pitch slapping, we <laughs> want to engage them in what's really relevant to them and then share their work. Because when you share their work, they're like, oh, this person really uh, is interested and yeah. cares and they put the time into that anyway so why not share that information yeah and also something else that i learned um from listening to that podcast which i never knew when you are responding or sharing an article on linkedin to use more than five words i i yes. guess you were sharing that linkedin does have an algorithm that most of us might say hey good for you or congratulations on your two-year anniversary or congratulations on your grand opening to really personalize that message and make it yes. more than five words. I never knew. Yes. So two things happen. One is you help them boost their post by adding more words because LinkedIn looks at it and says, oh, this is more relevant information. And so by 
responding with more than five words, not including their name, you should tag their name in your response so they get a notification. But you definitely want to do that. And with your own posts, you want to do that. That helps you boost your own post. So I had a post actually last week or the week before. I can't remember. Time's going by so fast. Flying, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but I have two different posts that I made that were part of my short story visibility um, strategy. It's a type of post. And each post, one received over 3,000 views, the other received over 4,000 views. Wow, wow. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's because we engaged in the comment section. So somebody engages with me, they reply. I reply back with um, something really relevant and hopefully to keep the conversation going because if we do that, we're still LinkedIn's really saying this is great information. And that was 4,000 views in a week. Wow, wow. And like 55 comments and 86 um, likes. And you can even go in and see who's liking it. And the, there's a great handful of those people who are not even connected with me. There's second person connections, liking my work and seeing my work because we're driving that visibility. Yeah. The other thing, when you were talking about the connections and then the difference of LinkedIn connections and followers. So mm -hmm. there is a distinct difference. So based off the example you just gave us, somebody's connected to you, but then you can go see who's making, who else may be following you, which is different yes. than somebody connecting with you. Can you go into detail about that? Because I had an aha moment on that part as well. Yes, absolutely. And also I just published an article. So if they connect with me on LinkedIn at Jennifer Darling Speaks is my handle, then there's an article I've written about how, and it shows you how you can go find the differences. So everybody that you connect with, the first person connection is also following you, meaning that your some of your information, your content, your posts, your articles, your documents are being dropped in their newsfeed. And there's another subset of people who are called followers. And followers are people who have indicated to LinkedIn that they want to follow you, but they haven't yet connected with you. Now, there may be many reasons for this. It may be that they don't have a really great reason or a great message or a relevant or smart message to send you. So instead, they indicate to LinkedIn that they want to follow you. So that way, LinkedIn will share more of your content in their news feed. Mm, gotcha. And so there's a difference between these two. All co all connections are also followers, unless they went and indicated they don't want to follow you anymore. But for the most part, people don't do that very often. But there are more followers than connections because people outside will follow you. So so let me ask you a question. And this may be on the mind of the three word podcasters listening. Has there been a change with people using LinkedIn now that many of us have been working remotely? Yes, it has boomed. It has boomed big time because when we think of how were we generating leads before, how were we getting prospects before, most of that was going outside of our homes to meet with other people, rather it be at networking events or rather it even be stopping by somebody's business or having a coffee with somebody and those things aren't happening right now and so instead what's happening is more people are going to linkedin to network with each other and grow their network so there's been a big boom of activity on linkedin um, i think the other thing is 
Uh, there's so much business content on LinkedIn. It really is phenomenal. The only other place I can think that has as much business content that's a social media platform is YouTube. But YouTube, just like Facebook, is a mass media. Everything is there. Where on LinkedIn, it's concentrated towards business information. So, like, I get my news from LinkedIn, my yeah. news feed on LinkedIn yeah. or Google, so, Google too. But that's where I will get my news is and it also populates news that's relevant to me based on my activity in LinkedIn. So yeah, big boom there. Yeah. So the other um, question, and I'm sure you get this and most people have, you know, the normal free LinkedIn service. So, Mm -hmm. and then maybe some, many of you listening have the premium service. Is there a big advantage or can we apply your proven strategies to the free version to market ourselves and get ourselves more leads? Yes, everything I've mentioned today and everything I teach in my classes is all with the free version of LinkedIn. There are some, there's two premium versions. One is called premium, the other is called sales navigator. Premium for salespeople I have found is really not that helpful. Sales navigator has some special criteria and some special things you can do that's that's helpful but i won't even go there until you've maximized all the things that you could do in the free version of linkedin because there's so much the paid version is more like a crm um you have some special tools that you can use i won't go there right now Um, but everything in the free version there's so much opportunity and all the strategies that i teach can be applied in the free version And that's what we like to hear. We like to hear proven strategies, proven strategies in my free version. So one, I had one other question I was thinking about as we were talking and you shared a lot of successes, but is there one success that stands out for you personally or that you've seen that you were like home run, they applied my proven strategies in addition to getting additional contacts and followers, but is there one that stands out that was like, this was a freaking home run? Yeah, you know, there was a million dollar deal that was a referral deal. That's the first one that comes to mind. But I would say the one that I think is more um, happens more often is a six figure deal that my client Chuck Thoki got. And Chuck is amazing. Everybody should follow him, Charles Thoki, and see what he's doing. So Chuck is a sales trainer for home improvement companies, roofers, tiles, whatever types of home improvement. And that's his background. And so what Chuck did was he has, he created a phenomenal profile. In fact, we wrote his, we created his profile for him. That's awesome. We created his banner. We wrote all of his copy. Um, and then, and then Chuck invested in the time to put out content marketing, a content strategy plan to be in front of those customers. Well, Chuck had a former, client who referred him to a new prospect and the new prospect went to search for Chuck. Only the problem is Chuck's business name is not Chuck's name. Mm. So if they're going to look for Chuck's website, they won't find it because it's not related to his business name. Instead, what happened is LinkedIn profile pulled up and this prospect went to his LinkedIn profile, went through his LinkedIn, his profile, right? Read everything, um, looked to see is Chuck engaged? Does Chuck have followers? Is he an industry person? Like, does he know other people in the industry? Is he posting content relevant to our market? And that client not only would have, that prospect would have had a hard time finding Chuck, they 
found him easy in LinkedIn. They re- were able to research him in LinkedIn and they called him and they booked a hundred thousand dollar training deal. Wow. Wow. That's freaking great. That's awesome. Well, I mean, he yep. obviously did the work up front. People are going to go to Google and put your name in and search for you. So you really want to have that online presence that gives you the best business version you can be. So then I was, yes. think, yeah, I was, I was thinking, um, you also have a book and I, I do want to mention that in that they can find that also at your website, which I will have all your contact information in the show notes, but you wrote a bit, a book called 52 tips for sales success on how to increase your leads with LinkedIn. So I want everybody to know about that. I bought the book. I'm already applying several of them. I'm doing multiple ones a day. So, and it's such an easy to read book Mm -hmm. that it's just, I mean, it's going to set you apart from your competition. And that's really what we're trying to do. We're trying to be seen in a business platform that's used by business owners to make you look professional, make you feel like you're an industry leader. So people reach out to you and it's easy for people to look you up. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else you think would be important. I know we have a limited time together today because obviously there's, you do speaking engagements. Tell, tell the three word uh, podcasters different ways to get a hold of you. The easiest way, again, I'll have it in the show notes, but um, a little bit more about you and the process of connecting to you. Yeah. So the best way to get a hold of me is to go to LinkedIn and look for linkedin.com slash in slash Jennifer Darling Speaks. There's another Jennifer Darling. She has the regular Jennifer Darling. You don't, she's awesome. Love her. Try, I tried to buy her URL. She won't give it up. So you have to find me under Jennifer Darling Speaks. You'll know it'll be the big bright banner that talks about sales um, and talks about me as a speaker. She doesn't do the same work that I do. So find me there or you can email me. Um, I have a speaking website for people who want to book me for speaking. That's jenniferdarlingspeaks.com. And I have a consumer website for people who are interested in taking my courses. And that's Darling Coaching. So you can email me at, you can find my email at either of those websites. Um, I also want to mention that if you connect with me on LinkedIn and you say that you heard me on Lisa's three-word podcast, then what I will do is I will give you a special link where you can grab the ultimate profile checklist oh that's awesome and that's free and it'll give you an awesome checklist for you to be able to go to and you'll have criteria and tips for how to build a, a, the best linkedin profile and then you can just go through and apply each of those and and uh, use that as a checklist for yourself it's a really great tool the book is more in depth i um i bought a thick book about linkedin and what i realized was I didn't want to go th- read through all the stories and everything to get to what to do. So I created a tips book and my tips book is it is small and mighty and you get right to the point with the first tip allows you to start doing taking action in LinkedIn. So I would say those two resources are really great resources and I hold many other classes and retreats and help people um, who want to get five, six, seven figure deals long term high paying deals the right way on LinkedIn. Yeah. And the thing I loved about your tips book is exactly what you said. You broke it down into uh, many size applicable uh, steps. I didn't have to go through it. And I don't have the patience to read a thick book. So thank you for taking the time because it's like the three word podcast. It's it's bite-sized podcast because people are busy. And I already, like I said, I love the book. I just received it a week ago and I've already applied many tips. 
So thank you. Um, now at the end, I mean, usually, so sorry, at the end of each podcast that I do an interview, I always ask three fun little questions if you're game to uh, joining me on these questions. Of course. Okay. So obviously being in music and media, we always <laughs> love music, but I want to know who was your first concert? Well, this is going to also show my age, right? <laughs> oh boy. Okay. I know. So my first concert, this is so crazy, was in Kalamazoo, Michigan at Wings, K-Wings Stadium. And it was Kiss, Winger, and Slaughter. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Now. All right. We're seeing a little bit Kiss about Kiss without you. makeup. <laughs> oh my was, goodness. They didn't have any makeup. Yes. At this particular time in their career. <laughs> wow. That's pretty good. Kiss with no makeup. Holy moly. Okay. Who would you say was your biggest role model so far and why? Well, the role models come, I think, in different forms. So I'm going to answer this based on starting my business, becoming a business owner. And that person is Jeffrey Gittimer. And Jeffrey Gittimer is a well-known um, sales speaker, trainer, author. And I remember sitting at my desk one day, I just completed my master's degree in management and I'm thinking to myself, what in the world am I going to do next? I mean, I had a great job, so that was fine, but I'm always looking to up level. And Jeffrey sent out this email and in my email box, it said, would you like to be a Jeffrey Gittimer certified advisor? And I was like, oh my gosh, I would love to teach his work in my style. And so I went to spend a week with him and learned how to how to facilitate his workshops. And there was one called Yes Attitude. And I absolutely love that book. I love that workshop. And I left feeling so excited to put that work out into the world that that really was the point that started the trajectory of me um, wrapping up my corporate career and moving into my own business and teaching and training. And I don't teach any of his work anymore. I have my, created all of my own uh, body of work, but his inspiration really uh, helped me move to into having my, what I'm doing now, the, my dream job. Oh, that's awesome. And he is amazing. I can remember early on in my sales career, I read the Little Red Book of Sales, and mm -hmm. I thought that was the best book ever. <laughs> you know, and yep, it still exactly it still uh, still applies today. Well, one last question: What advice would you give yourself as a child? What would that be? Mm. Something you've learned that you'd look back and said, little Jennifer, this is the advice I would have given you. Yes, absolutely. Go with your gut. Mm. Listen to your gut because our brains and our hearts are at a constant battle between logic and emotion. And then if we rest with our gut and our intuition, I would say that 10 times out of 10, you're going to make the right choice. And there are many times where, especially um, I don't know, younger and older, where people tell you you can't do something or it's not the right way, but you have a, a gut feeling about it, and but you listen to others and then you don't do what it was that your gut told you. And that, I don't want to say it was, could have been a mistake, but you should have just listened to your gut and go with it in the first place. Just break the rules. Yeah. I break love the that. rules, listen to your gut and do what you think is right because it will be right. I love that. I love that advice. Well, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day to join the Three Word Podcasters. So much great information. And again, a must read book, a must, you must follow Jennifer Darling, because I'm telling you, I've already picked up so many helpful tips 
that have led me to meetings and helped some of my sales team get meetings as well. So thank you so much for joining the Three Word Podcast. And please reach out to Jennifer for the the, uh, free tip session. I'll have all the details in the show notes so you can contact her. Thank you so much, Jennifer. You are welcome. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here, Lisa. Find more episodes and get the book at threewordmeetings.com.